Welcome to the Healing Business Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Boulay, and I'm here to share stories with you from inspiring healers across the globe who will tell you about their modalities, their stories, their experiences, and what it is that works for them. I'll also be sharing a little bit of my own journey, what led me down this path, and what I'm learning each and every day is I heal layer by layer by layer. Each layer finding new levels of liberation, new levels of abundance, new levels of empowerment and self-responsibility. And I hope that you will take this as inspiration into your own life. To find out more about me and what I do, please visit themedicinewomancollective.com. I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Okay, and welcome to another episode of the Healing Business Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. And today I've got the gorgeous Deborah here with me. And can I hand over to you to tell people a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for inviting me to do this. Um, I'm so excited to be connecting with you um, and your listeners. Um, I just love uh, co-creating with people that are passionate about what they do. Um, The Medicine Woman Collective, I mean, it said it all already. So um, the passion oozes out of you. So, um, and people have said the same to me. (laughs) So I always think, hey, you know, let's co-create. So yeah, thank you very much. Um, Yeah, so my name is Deborah Jane Sutton and um, I'm not really sure what I do, but um, I find myself, in this situation it's kind of like a process isn't it and um one that wasn't planned like a lot of us I don't think when we were growing up we had on our wish list to do the things that we're doing because we weren't taught that they were available we also weren't taught that what we're doing now was success was it was success in the eyes of the world um but now we realize that there's a different meaning to success right but I kind of started, I've been a school teacher for most of my life, actually, um, teaching English and then um, primary school. I did primary school teaching because I wanted the holidays with my son. And um, but then I got into um, it was holistic therapies first. Um, and I was it was reflexology that drew me to do that, to be honest. Um, so I did a holistic therapy course and which included Reiki. So then that opened my eyes to the power of energy. Um, and then um, I got into the emotion code because I understood the power of emotional healing. So I'm an emotion code practitioner. That's one of my biggest um, passions, I want to say. I teach people how to use it for themselves because it's so simple and so effective. And of course, I was using it all on myself. So as we're going, I'm getting all of this healing as well, you know, and then I studied the body code and in that it comes up about beliefs and the power of beliefs. And so then I went on and studied Psych K, which is a belief changing modality. Um, and it just all seemed to, for me, it just all seemed to evolve in the right direction. I kind of went from physical to emotional 
to mental, these are our energy levels, our energy bodies, yeah. Um, and then um, I got into past life healing and studied soul realignment. And um, that's where the soul profile comes from, which is like a, a reading of the soul. So you can see what um, energies and what gifts and strengths people have, what they came here to experience and express. It's really important for people to understand that because we kind of buried that somewhere along the way. And then after that, I studied yoga, which in is my biggest passion as well. And um, I see yoga as being an umbrella that basically covers the physical, the emotional, the mental and the spiritual. So it kind of encompasses all of it. And then my latest passion, which is only a few years old, is tarot. I got into tarot. I don't know how. I just found myself studying it. I devoured the course. I've just and it's the tarot that's really made me realize that I'm channeling. That's when I realized, I mean, we're all channeling, right? With our thoughts and our intuition, but it was the tarot that's really pushed me ahead with that. So when you say, what do I do? Um, I don't really know. I use all of them. I use all of them. Um, I tune into people and we see what they need the most at that time. Um, one of the things I do most of is um, heart healing because it's all about opening the heart. That's part of the emotion code. Um, the soul profile readings are big as well because of people needing to know where they're going or who they really are. Um, and then, of course, the tarot, which helps me channel the guidance that's, you know, to help people. So, um, yeah, and I think the best way to see what I do is to actually look at my YouTube channel because... I've got the readings, the weekly readings, the monthly readings. I've got a whole section on lessons in awakening, which I just, mm. they just, I was inspired to do that. A whole series on lessons in awakening to the power of who we really are. I've got a whole section on self-healing, loads of free content on learning self-healing techniques that people can use there and then, you know, and then I've got a section on interviews and stuff. And like I said earlier, before we were recording, I've got a section on self-mastery with my good friend and mentor, Liz Nagel. So there's a lot on there. Um, I've even got four videos in Spanish, but. <laughs> wow. But, that is impressive. Uh, well, no, they're not when you look at them. <laughs> I just, what I sometimes do is I, I get inspired just to do a video for my clients, right? Because yeah. I can't find one on YouTube that says what I want it to say. So I'll just do one for my clients. And putting it on YouTube is the easiest way to share it with people. Yeah. So I've got quite a few that are on there, which are specifically for clients. Um, but once it's on there, people obviously, it's, you know, are free to see it. So, but anyway, wow. exactly that answered your question, Holly. Completely. <laughs> and there's so much there that I'm intrigued and want to know more about, definitely. But before we go into that, what I'd love to know is, do you feel like, for you personally, there was, because I know you said you're into teaching and then went into this world. Do you think there was some kind of, was there a catalyst or was there something within you? What do you think brought you in? What What do you think was the, the thing within you that led you down this journey? The healing. Mm. Um, I think there's a number of, of things, really, um, and I don't think they're physical. Um, I think... Um, I think one because uh, those of us that are 
in our tribe, so to speak, we're starseeds. And I'm a big fan of Dolores Cannon. Um, and have you read the book, uh, The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New no, Earth? I haven't. Right. Well, I she have had You've heard of it. Sorry, she, I was just going to say, I've had a couple of people mention her to me recently, so perhaps it's something I need to look into, clearly. And if you if you prefer to listen to videos rather than read books, she does on YouTube, if you put in Dolores Cannon, The Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth, um, there's a couple, she's got a couple of videos where she talks about the book. So, um, if you know, if you're a reader, then get the book. But if you're not a reader, there's still ways of getting that information. And um, it resonated with me, like, completely, that these three waves of volunteers have come in since the Second World War. And and I know that I'm an Arcturian starseed. And I've, I've known that for years. And it resonated with me straight away. Although, funny enough, I haven't talked openly or in public about it since this year. I mean, until until this year. Um, I actually, I, I had three days of solitude, which as far as I'm concerned was the greatest therapy I could ever have had. Um, I actually started not thinking at all, which I didn't realize I wasn't thinking until after the event. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I had to yeah. think to think it, you see what I mean? Um, and during those three days, I actually went onto Facebook and started doing free Akashic record readings for people so they could find out what star group of origination they're from. If I, if I was in like a thinking mode, you know, limiting thoughts, you know, limiting yeah. beliefs and all that, I wouldn't have done that because I would have thought, you know, I've got people on Facebook that they're going to think I'm crazy if I'm talking about, you know, all these things. But of course, the right people resonate at the right time with the right thing. The people that it's not aren't into that, they're not going to even see it. And so I've had no comeback whatsoever. And I know that it served and it served me and everything else. So I am a big fan of helping people through Akashic Record Reading. That's one of the things I do with the Soul Profile to find out what star group of origination we're from. Um, some people aren't into it. It really served me because... First of all, I knew I wasn't from here. I always felt I didn't belong, like a lot of people. You know, I come from a family that are all so different from me. I love them all. They're very supportive and everything else. But, you know, I, I've always wondered, you know, I've always been searching, you know, and they don't even understand what I'm searching for. And I'm like, well, you know, the meaning of life. And everyone just laughs at me. And I, But the star seeds have been doing this. And it's because we're not really from Earth. And it's because... We have incarnated at this time of the Great Awakening in order to bring this higher level of consciousness to Earth and to help um, raise the consciousness level of humanity. I mean, that's what we've come here to do. Um, and it's, it starts, doesn't it, with this healing that we're doing. And the healing is on all sorts of different levels in all sorts of areas. You know, the feminine healing that you do and, um, you know, the emotional healing that I do. I mean, it's all relevant. Um, and we've all got our uniqueness it, within that. Um, and there's no, sometimes you think, well, we're coming to this understanding that we're all one. And then you go into the non-physical world and suddenly we're all separated again. You know, I'm Arcturian, they're Syrian, they're Palladian. But it's not like that because they're all, they all work together. And it's just an extension of who we really are because we're all source, right? We're all source energy. Um, but but we've chosen to experience ourselves through different realms, I want to say, and through different consciousnesses. And clearly, my soul has chosen to learn a lot about myself 
through the Arcturian consciousness. Um, and that's the way I look at it. It doesn't mean that, you know, I'm originally from there because we're all originally from source. But it's like traveling around the world, isn't it? And then spending a lot of time in Spain, like I have, and then and then resonating with a lot of the Spanish culture. It's like that. And then there are some countries that I don't resonate with so much. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I know I've gone off on a tangent now. <laughs> no, I but, love that. And I'd love to hear about these different starseed groups. What, like, could you tell us a bit more about them? You know, what are those groups and how do they, well, like, how are they different? There are loads and loads of them, and I'm, I don't know all of them, but I got this all from the soul realignment, soul healing modality. That's where it originally came from. But I'm hearing so many soul groups now that are not on the chart from that modality. So I just add them to the chart. And it's really funny how the universe works because I'll find out another star seed, you know, another um, soul group. And I'll research the characteristics and traits of it, add it to my chart. And then, of course, the very next client that I get will be from that. <laughs> and it's just like there's, there's, there's powers that are beyond our human comprehension that are going yeah. like, give Deborah this information now, inspire her to study and research this star group, because then we're going to send this person that needs to hear this information. Do you know what I mean? It's just... We don't have to make any effort at all, do we? We can just follow our inspiration and it happens. But, um, yeah, the star, I mean, if you want, we can find out where you're from if you don't know already. I don't know. I would love to know. That would be fabulous. Yeah. Do we want to do that while on camera? I don't know. Do we? I don't know. We'll go for it because it's come up. So if it's come up, then... Um, but I just have to find the chart, right? So do you know anything about any of the the main ones? Not really, no. I've heard I've heard the term. I don't know much about it. It's it's um yeah, very different to some of the schools of thought that in terms of like my background. In terms of my background, I I started off um in a Zen Buddhist route in terms of like my healing practice. And then that led to me discovering energy, which then led to Reiki. And then that energy work went over into Ayurveda so I could understand the energy of plants, the energy of food, the energy of the seasons and the energy of life cycles. And so my my theme has been energy throughout, but there, there's been very much a, a Buddhist Vedic background as opposed to um, anything like this. So I'm fascinated. Galactic yeah. Well, the way I look at it is there are so many paths to enlightenment. There are so many roads to Rome, so many paths to yeah. enlightenment. And and we just all choose whichever one. You know, it's like, like yoga. I mean, I think yoga is a motorway to enlightenment. But, you know, um, but everyone has like plants, plant medicine or, you know, um, and obviously Ayurveda and stuff like that. These are all what I call as a motorway to enlightenment, isn't it? Um, and there are some paths that we stay on a little while and there are some paths. I mean, tarot for me is a massive path, you know, to enlightenment. So, and I do think that's why I said it's not for everybody, the galactic families. Not everybody is into it. Um, but I but have a similar philosophy and like the way I describe it is they're all paths up the same mountain, right? But it's like, it doesn't matter what path you take as long as you're heading up the mountain. So you you take the path that resonates with you or that 
that makes sense to you, don't you? But well, I, you... I find all the paths fascinating. That's my problem. <laughs> there are, yes, exactly. But then again, um, you have to choose. Like, for example, like recently, especially as I am so into tarot, um, I understand the connection with astrology, for example, right? So there's a connection between tarot and astrology. So I start looking into astrology and picking bits and pieces up. Now, that's a motorway to enlightenment, I think, as well. Mm. And so I bought a couple of books and I'm I'm like reading through them and I have little moments of wanting to read. And then I have like some resistance and I think, well, that's not like tarot. With the tarot, I devoured it. Um, yeah. So I was like, am I meant to be studying this? Am I not? And then I met someone um, who was really into astrology and um, now we've become friends. And it's like, and I've got another friend who studies gene codes so between us i i do the soul profile and the tarot she does the gene codes she does the astrology and it's like honoring those that are more passionate you know it's like the 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 plants and stuff like you said the life cycles and the plants you know i did my vegetable patch it's not my forte it's not my strength you know i know that i did it because we all want to have a go at that and it really served me i talk to the plants the plants talk to me I learned a lot but it was it was like a, a little a little side road towards enlightenment yeah. do you know what I mean and um, when I mm-hmm. when I left the vegetable patch it was like I just felt this urge to honor and um and give gratitude to the people that have made growing plants their motorway to enlightenment do you know what I mean I know exactly what you mean but it's interesting isn't it how like like you're saying that one thing leads to the next thing leads to the next thing. So like like you were saying, like my thing at the moment that I'm down the rabbit hole of <laughs> is because of the the herbalism side of Ayurveda, which I love, absolutely adore, and working with the energetics of plants. I've now gone down in, into the like the shamanic plant medicine side of things. And so and that is I'm loving that, just seeing the different ways that's been used across the world and and how we can use that to increase our consciousness. So, but like you say, it's funny how you get, it's like one thing and it leads to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing before you know it, you're on 20 different paths at the same time, but gaining wisdom from all of them, you know. But, but they, they are connected. I mean, already, just from what you're saying, um, without tuning into you, I do need to tune into you if we're going to find your galactic family. Um, but I can all already tell that you're dominant in second energy center, which is divine creation and dominant in fourth energy center, which is um, divine love and healing. So what you're doing, which is why you're so excited about it and serving humanity so beautifully, I want to say, is because you're putting your dominant qualities together. So the second energy centers are into they're the gardeners. They're the plant people. They have to they're the tree huggers. They're the ones that are really connected to their physicality. So they often use their physical body. They'll be doing yoga, tai chi, qigong, things like that. Um, and they um, they help other people connect to their physical, their physicality. Um, and then you're, you're the fourth energy center, divine love and healing. It's not something they, they do. It's just who they are. They just hold that space and they're just driven by love. Um, and sometimes it overwhelms them. Um, and the love that they have for others can actually, it wakes me well up as well, talking about it when I'm talking to someone that has that dominance, you know. Now, if you put the two together, this is where we get our uniqueness from. Because there'll be other people dominant in this, other people dominant in this. But you get your uniqueness by putting it together. And that's exactly what you've just said, because you're putting the healing with the plants. 
okay so you're you're using the plants um and you're using their energy and their properties and their qualities for healing purposes and then you're holding space for that because if you use the talk about plant medicine plant medicine especially if you're the shaman or what have you that's that's holding space it's literally holding space for people to maximize the potential of plants that is a perfect what i call abundance activity because it's going to raise your frequency expand your level of consciousness it's going to um give you the health the happiness the joy you know and you can use it for financial you know security as well of course if people need to um but you're you're doing that by using the the qualities of your dominant energy does that make sense but this is why we're all so unique because my dominant ones are completely different right because that's why my vegetable patch didn't work right um but it did it worked but it it isn't my main thing you see um i'm dominant in truth and self-expression which is um seeing the truth of who i am seeing the truth of who other people are seeing the truth of how the universe works you know it's about divine truth helping people see the truth of who they really are um and also self-expression talking channeling teaching they're they're the the teachers the channelers um and yeah the ones that are uh, focusing on self-expression and helping other people express themselves you know so two completely different dominant ones but we're still working together to serve humanity in in our uniqueness so you can see the the unity there um the unique our uniqueness within the unity does that make sense it, perfect sense and it's one of the things that you know i say to my clients when we we're going through like coaches Vayaveda when they're going through their qualifications as part of the medicine woman collective one of the things i i try to remind them is you're not here to be another me you're here to be another you do you know what i mean it's that it's you that makes you magic it's you that people will resonate with and it's it's beautiful when you start seeing you know, and you, you must get this with your clients when you start seeing people really, really own who they are and really step into that magic of who they are. I mean, that's when life changes, right? That's when everything starts coming together. Of course. And that's why there's no competition in the paradigm yeah. that we're creating, you know, because everyone is so unique in the way that they're presenting themselves. But I mean, from a quantum perspective, there is only us, right? And everybody yeah. else is a reflection of a part of that. Um, so it is kind of, you know, yeah, it kind of makes sense that we are so unique. And and our, the thing is, though, our abundance lies in our uniqueness. And when you look back at school where we were so programmed to conform, and not only were we programmed to conform, but um, we chose to, we wanted to, we didn't want to be the odd one out. You know, it was that the most negative, humiliating thing to be the odd one out. I mean, how did we create that? We really have turned it upside down, haven't we? Well, no, we haven't. We've turned it back the right way up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because I've made the decision to homeschool my son now, my youngest. And and I was talking to someone about about this the other day, and she was saying, it's amazing the amount of people don't realize this is even an option, you know, to homeschool. And, and she was saying, um, so what really, what really led to that decision? And I, and I could just see this pattern of 
self-confidence being eroded away and joy and pleasure in reading and writing and doing things that actually are enjoyable if you allow people to or allow children to just have fun with it and just play with it and write stories that are creative and you know create those pieces of artwork that make no sense and but just for the sheer hell of it I think if you allow children to do what resonates with them they will find their path in confidence quite quickly and they will teach us so much as well on the way and that's the bit that um yeah you're you're completely right Holly I agree with you 100% on that um as somebody who worked on the inside I know uh, I saw and um uh promoting children's innate divine you know uh, creativity is not high on the list of things to do <laughs> and it got to the stage where trying to do that the people that were what was stopping me from being a better teacher was the people I was working for was the school and I, I don't just mean one school I'm, I've worked in a few schools I'm not I'm not dissing a particular you know establishment but I'm oh, just saying yeah. that the system the system is what was stopping me from serving the children more divinely and uh, it comes comes a time when you just, you know, you just know. But yeah, exactly. And I also, because I didn't really appreciate this at the time um, until afterwards, the difference between teaching English to foreigners and primary school teaching, you know, it was an easy transition to make. And yet I loved this, never quite gelled with this. And now looking back, I can see why. Because when you are teaching someone to use the English language, the contents of your lessons are all relevant to them, their their life, their passions, what they want to do with the language. You're actually helping someone express themselves more globally. And that's a beautiful thing to do. And you take your lead from them. Whereas the, the primary school teaching was kind of completely the opposite. It was literally coming in from the, the opposite um, direction. And I often used to ask, how do people, because I was in uh, a British school in Spain, which was following the British curriculum, but I had Spanish children. And I often used to think, how does someone creating the British curriculum in London know what little Pedro in front of me in Spain needs? You know, it didn't make sense. And then I, I kind of saw the, the uh, you know, the lack of benefits, shall we say, <laughs> of, of, you know, the way the whole system w worked. It was very much, as you say, indoctrination. It was it was indoctrinating them. It was this conformity. Um, there were times when um, I was talking to parents. I had this beautiful girl in my class who we would call a B-grade student. She had an A in, in art and a C in math. And the rest were all Bs. So she was, you know, a B grade student. And the parents wanted her to go to math school all summer to get her maths grade up. And I just remember begging them to put her into art school all summer. And they just kept saying, but she's already got an A in art. She doesn't need it. And I was like, if you want a happy, healthy, thriving child, just let her do art all summer. It will make, you know, but they, they didn't see it that way, you know, and, but that's what I think you're talking about. Just let's just let the kids, let the kids lead the way. And we really need to listen to them more. That's come up quite a lot. I do weekly and monthly messages on my channel 
with the cards and it comes up quite a lot lately about we need to listen to the children because they're yeah. the third wave of volunteers that have come in. They're star seeds. The reason they're so sensitive is not because they're lightweights or snowflakes or anything like that. It's because they are already equipped with the light codes and the the DNA that they need in order to carry out heaven on earth. You know, we're kind of paving the way for it, but they're the ones that are going to be living um, and sharing and loving in heaven on earth. And they're not designed for the, the density of of the world that, that, you know, that we that we were brought up in, you know. So yeah, I think it's I, I mean, to listen to them. We weren't designed for it, were we? To the point that, you know, we had to we had to be conditioned to like even take part in that I don't know about you but I had a lot of conditioning that I had to unravel well, yeah before. and we were considered rebellious weren't we yeah we were often considered the black sheep of the family or and we were the ones that traveled of course yeah because we were looking for home <laughs> we realize now <laughs> I know I'm tourists I'm there it's okay <laughs> that makes a lot of sense that seeker I mean I've always been a seeker whether that's uh like physically traveling or traveling through knowledge or traveling through meditations or journeys or what have you um but yeah that sense of constantly seeking has always been there been a a theme theme throughout the life (laughs) definitely so with that said do you want to seek your soul group yeah go on let's go for it okay i'll tune in and then we'll 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 look for it syrian have you heard of Sirius? Have you heard of Sirius? Yeah, but I know nothing, nothing about it. Well, Syrian starseeds actually, funny enough, they do struggle to connect with their, um, with the the, the Syrian um, consciousness because the Syrian consciousness is in the twelfth dimension, and it's a bit like imagine when you're back at school, right, and you're in like the fourth year, which we're basically in four D, if you see what I mean. Um, yeah. You can access the curriculum in, in the fifth year. You can probably access some of the curriculum in the sixth year, right? Which is why we can access fifth dimensional levels of consciousness. Our passed over loved ones are usually in the sixth dimension. Our spirit guides are usually in the sixth dimension or the seventh dimension, which means we can access that. That's why when we, when we lose somebody, we often feel them and we can often have that, you know, because it's kind of accessible. But the 12th dimension is like trying to access the curriculum of year 12 when you're in year four and so that's what we whereas the the ninth uh the uh, my arcturians my very possessive that's very un-5d-ish but anyway um the arcturians are in the ninth dimension so they're slightly easier to access if you see what i mean um so that's one of the reasons because i do find that syrians um tend not to have found their connection but if you choose and it's obviously all up to you you have free will you do what you like um, but if you did want to strengthen that connection for the purpose of accessing higher levels of consciousness, I would recommend that you you meditate in a pyramid of light, but your second energy center, so you don't like sitting still to meditate, probably. You probably like well, moving or gardening. Well meditation. So, you Say know, that again? Meditation has served me well. It's been my predominant, predominant healing modality throughout my my journey, so... Um, and do you yeah, sit still for it or do you do you move for it no I sit still oh, you do sit still okay 
Okay. I I um I start like say I started with Zen Buddhist meditation and it it's masculine in its approach in terms of you sit still and you do not move. Or and you know what? I needed that. I needed that okay. structure. Um okay. it kept me in line. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. That I mean, that's good. There's that 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 element of discipline there as well, mm. which is obviously um I would call that self mastery. You know, is the positive polarity of discipline, isn't it, rather than the negative mm. polarity? Um, but the reason I said that is because normally second energy centers are very physical people, and they they tend to uh, connect with their highest self when they are using their physical body. So either through yoga or jogging or swimming or walking or hiking or or absorbed in gardening or something like that or absorbed in making something that they're, they're, they're the the people that make with their hands so some kind of craft or something like that um, I did pottery. ah there you go um exactly so while you're doing that you're absorbed in your creative flow and any any um ideas or inspirations that come to you in that moment will be from your higher self so you need to heed them that's usually the case for second energy centers but of course we can you know master you know sitting still <laughs> um but yes so um if you want to access higher levels of consciousness then you can um meditate in the pyramid of light is what i was thinking um and then invite you can just invite the Syrian consciousness in. It's just using your free will because kind of what happened, this is the way I look at it, and this is what Dolores Cannon said, and it really resonated with me, was that we weren't brought up to believe in the galactic realms and anyone that did was was humiliated, basically. And I think that was to keep us distant because the trouble is the galactic realms are there to help us, but, but they can't help us unless we ask because we have free will. And we have to use our free will to ask. Ask and you shall receive. Um, but if you don't know that you have this connection to the galactic realm, you're never going to ask. That's why the galactic realms got star seeds to incarnate on Earth to help raise the consciousness level from the inside. You see what I'm getting at? Um, mm. So, um, so with the with the Syrian consciousness. Syrians often don't feel very creative, although you are because you're dominant in second. But um, because they don't normally create from scratch, they normally take something that already exists and then make it better. So maybe like the clay, you take the clay and then you make it beautiful. So they didn't invent the wheel, but they made the wheel rounder and faster and more efficient. You see what I mean? Um, yeah. And they're very good at um, yeah revamping something. They're very good at taking something and making it better um, and making it more useful, making it more relevant um, and stuff like that. They're very organized um, and they're very methodical. And they actually don't mind hierarchical organizations as long as they are for the highest good of all and not the ones that we were brought up with. Um, but Syrians... Um, yeah, there's powerful energy. They the 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 energy that comes in at the Lionsgate portal in in August, that's Syrian energy. So I often find in August that I come across Syrians. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting because I had a, a kind of 
a funny August, if I'm honest, and then something changed. Like I felt a shift in energy about the last week, and I don't know whether that was with, I mean, Mercury went into retrograde, didn't it? And then we had the change. Venus has been in retrograde all of August. So it could have been that, but I'd, I'd felt very in my feminine, very scattered, not contained. And then about a week ago, it's like my masculine kicked in after a long break. I was like, oh, back on it now. <laughs> and it was a relief. I was like, oh, good, I can get things done. <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Oh, fascinating. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. I will send you. I will send you some more information about the Syrian energy. Um I mean, it depends how far you want to go with it. I have friends that are Syrian starseeds and there are Facebook groups um, for there's Facebook groups for Arcturian, Syrian and Palladian all together because um, we are actually working all together at the moment in the non-physical uh, realms. Um, so, uh, yeah, you, then you can find out more, you know, find out other people that are Syrian starseeds as well. I, I work a lot with Syrian starseeds. Um but it's just understanding that um, it's for me. It's a way of tapping into higher levels of consciousness, and I, um, I've had some amazing experience. I mean, I had voices in my head, quite literally, and I didn't know what it was. I didn't think about it at the time because I was having obviously a, an experience. <laughs> and um, when I went to tell a friend about the experience that I had had, I, I kind of levitated through a swarm of bees. It was kind of really weird. But when I went to tell a friend about it. I thought I was going to say God because I didn't know what other voice it was in my head. Um, but then when I spoke, when I spoke to her, the word Arcturians came out of my mouth. And I, my human, Deborah, didn't know that it shocked Deborah, right? And it yeah. was coming through me. And then I just, I had, I had felt this wave of energy flow through me. And I was like, it was self realization. When we realize something on that level, you know, it kind of really does something to us. And of course, I just cried because that's what happens to me when I get like the truth bumps or, you know, the tears come that tell me that there's truth in in what's just happened. Um, and then I realized that the voices in my head are coming from up to in consciousness, which is just an extension of who we are, to be honest. You know, we don't want to focus on the separation. We want to focus on the fact that we are the whole universe in one human being. But because we're having a human experience, it really helps us to feel like that little child you know it's the human in us that wants to be loved and nurtured and looked after so then i so deborah my human because like you know we are not obviously holly and deborah right we're eternal beings of love and light and holly and deborah are doing a grand job right um but it's like um i can go all kind of human and you know oh my arcturians are looking after me i mean at the end of the day it's me looking after me but it just helps personify. It's like we personify the energy. You talked about everything being energy, of course. We personify the energy for the purpose of integrating it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I was talking about a similar theme, actually, with one of my clients today about how sometimes energy is easier for us to understand when we have an archetype associated with it or some kind of like the Hindu gods and goddesses, you know, yeah. we can connect into that energy once we see the personification of it. It's a lot easier to invite that in, right, or to embody that or to integrate that within us. Um, That's so, yeah, but, it, but, but like you say, in Ayurveda and in the, in your Vedic, you know, 
there's all sorts of gods and and beings that with with qualities and they yeah. represent whether it be Shiva and the destruction or whether they represent this or that um they are just energies it's the same with the angels it's the same with the archangels it's it's the same with you know all of it the elementals the whole lot they're just energies and what we're doing is same with spirit guides to be honest because i used to do spirit guide readings um and sometimes i would get an image but they would present themselves with a an appearance for the purpose of me to relay that to the client so that they can resonate because yeah. the client but there's something in the appearance that would help the client resonate and if the client resonates then they can access it you see what i'm getting at um but at the end of the day it's all just wishy-washy energy isn't it it is um but it helps us to understand it doesn't it when when we we have that image that imagery it's useful like you say so in this paradigm then of of the star seeds and these these different levels is there a god at the top of it what's what's the belief system around that is that is that included or you know or is that not talked about in 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 that paradigm dolores cannon talks about it all the time she actually refers to it as the subconscious because her work was like decades ago um and she comes from a hypnotherapy background um whereby of course with hypnotherapy we do refer to talking to the subconscious so she refers to it um, and then she she was working with clients and then managed to tap into this higher wisdom so in all her books she refers to it as sc the subconscious um but it is source it's the, it's the source it's the all that is i mean i don't have all the answers holly <laughs> i'm still no, exploring i'm exploring all of this along you know with, we're all exploring this but my perception of it um is that there is there's the all that is and everything is in the all that is and the all that is is energy vibrating at certain frequencies um and everything exists absolutely everything exists we can't not exist something because we can't kill energy we can't stop energy it's going to keep moving in cycles but we can transmute it we can transmute it from one form into another so you know you everything already exists but you are only going to experience that which you resonate with so that's why everything's happening in the now like the your dreams exist but we're not experiencing them because we're not resonating with them yet you see what i'm getting at um perfect yeah i completely understand that and it, i mean i saw that in my own journey that as my frequency changed so did my external reality and things that i'd been working hard on all of a sudden started working you know it was it's amazing how that that does happen but you know if you're operating at a higher frequency you're not in survival are you you're in that that you just see the opportunity and it's it's a lot you're in your flow you're in your divine flow and you actually don't need to do anything because life comes to you yeah yeah you do the inner work and then life comes to you yeah it's easy I'm just conscious of time. God, that has gone so quickly. We have, I could talk to you all day about like most of this. Um, I know you were going to do a card reading before, before we wrap up. So, um, you want, do you, did, do you want to or do we not have enough time? You want, no, go for it. I would, I would love for you to, to okay. Pull a so card. this would be for anybody listening. Yeah. 
We'll just do a quick one. Can we have some guidance? <laughs> I'm going to put some of them back. There was too many to do for a quick reading. But it means that they're chatty. That means that, yeah, 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 yeah. We've got all these things we want to say. So let's go. Wanna... I'm just checking that I tuned out of you because I was tuned into you. There we go. That one wants to come up. Oh, my God. Do we have another one? Too many. We have another one. Thank you. Oh, wow. Do we have another one? Wow. Three is the magic number. Let's just do that. Otherwise, it will go on forever. <laughs> Two major arcanas to start with. This is Archangel Gabriel, the Archangel of Messengers, waking up the dead. Raising the consciousness level of humanity, judgment card. This is the life purpose card. So this is a reminder to, because anyone listening to your work, Holly, will be star seeds as well. So this is a reminder that we do have a purpose. The purpose actually isn't in doing. The purpose is in being. <laughs> um, being who we just naturally are. And it's not even being who we want to be, because we've got to be careful where that want comes from. Because mm. often that want will come from, funny enough, I did the cards, uh, the messages for the month of September, and this came up in that. Because often our wants will be from our programming, because we yeah. want to, we want the approval of our parents, we we want the things that we thought that we needed, or the things that we thought we wanted at school and stuff like that. So it's best not to have any desires and just just float in the universal consciousness, you know, like a feather in the wind. And it will take you to what you're meant to do. I think I'm a very good example of that because I'm running the garden retreat, which just was born out of me with no planning. I had no idea I was going to do it. I just, my whole life just went upside down. I had an inner knowing that I was going, I was being taken to the, to my higher potential because I was affirming. And here's a lovely affirmation for you and your listeners. Um, I am ready and willing to allow my full potential. I'm ready oh, I and willing to allow my full. Well, I was affirming that for a while and then my life went upside down. So be careful. Your life can go upside down because we're clearly not fulfilling our full potential. And in order to get there, my my life had to go upside down. Um, and then the garden retreat was born, which was um, amazing. And I had no idea that it was going to satisfy me and fulfill me um, and, and make me as happy and abundant and everything as I am. So I often say to people, be careful not to want, actually. Just do what makes you feel good and have that inner knowing. But this is a reminder that we do all have um, a purpose to be who we came here to be. And that being is unique. It's unique. So it is about self-realization, getting your birth chart read, you know, getting things like that to really find out whether you use human design, gene keys, soul profiles that I do, whatever it is, just so that you know more about who you came here to be. Um, that's really important. And our next one, and don't be afraid of this, it's the death card, but this is the card that we've needed more than anything at this time because um, horses are actually positive <laughs> movement forward and there's the dawn. This is the dawn of a new age, of a new way of being, a new way of um, living. Um, and the death, this is the death of, whether it could be the death of the ego, it's the death of all these things that are not serving us. So it could be the death of what's in the matrix, you know, the systems. 
the school system, which, you know, wasn't serving us. Um, and in order to grow, you know, I mean, if these things didn't come down, we wouldn't be pushed to create the new. So we need to get rid of old energy in order to start the new. Um, so the death card is very important. So whether you look at it from a on a collective, you know, level, or whether you look at it from inside, it's the death of our belief system, the death of the limiting beliefs, as I said, the death of the ego, the death of our expectations, um, our judgments. I mean, it's so many things that we're letting go of in order to allow new. And this is the new coming in. Pages are new opportunities and new offers coming in. And swords are air. So it's mental processes, thoughts, beliefs, ideas, inspiration. We've got inspiration coming in and it's new inspiration because we didn't know that we could live like this. We didn't know that we could be as happy as this and we didn't know that we could create heaven on earth, but we can and we're doing it and it's here right now. And it's following our inspiration that is is doing it for us. We need to follow that inspiration, like meeting online and then choosing to do a podcast and not having a clue what we're going to say, but just knowing that there's something beautiful going to come out of it. So they're three very beautiful cards. So thank you for letting me read those right now. You can see how excited I get. Yeah, I was just thinking as you were describing all of that, just your energy is beautiful and your passion shines through. And um, yeah, it's it's wonderful to watch you get so um, joy filled as you talk about these things. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. What a pleasure it's been. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you as well. And thank you for all the work that you're doing in spreading the word and promoting people that are, you know, the starseeds that are changing the world at the moment. Um, I honour you and I honour all of them. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. And, do you know, I feel like you need to come back on in another six months and we'll dive into all the other modalities that you do because there was so much I wanted to ask you. But well, we can arrange that another time. But um, So thank you, everyone, for listening, tuning in. We will be back next week. I say we, I mean me, next week for another episode. And take care of yourselves. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website link is in the show notes otherwise I will see you soon take care